there's always like these outside forces <laughs> that are like that can stop you from achieving your goals and so you just have to I don't know you just have to like work around it All right, looks like we are live once again. It's Wednesday. How are you doing? Iron Man and Beyond, busy high achievers all over the world. As always, Vinette and I are super excited when Wednesday is coming up because we get to talk to you. And guess what? We get to invite special guests who will help uh, everyone, all of us, be inspired and actually learn a lot for us to be able to answer any questions that we can help you be on track with your training, and just basically focusing on your health. So today is very exciting, but let me, this is Vinera, and Yay. we will introduce you soon, Eric, who is actually in the background, and he is from Arizona. But let me just, uh, let's welcome who's on the line. Looks like everyone's already on the line. It's only <laughs> been like a minute, or maybe we're late, Vinera. Sorry, everyone, <laughs> we were just chatting earlier, but here's what we're gonna be talking about. This Superman, I mean, Eric, <laughs> from Arizona, qualifying for Ironman Kona on second Ironman and for Boston Marathon on second marathon. Who does that? Oh, I have to read the subtitle. How a busy father of four is crushing his back-to-back -back races while making an impact in his community. I think you'll be so inspired about this amazing human being because it's not only that he's racing i mean he has his family he's just like everyone else but then at the same time he does his best in actually giving back in the community which we're going to be talking about some of those that actually that he just achieved here and uh, i'm just going to go over the main ones besides the what we talked about is that actually it was just last year i was looking at his training peaks he's insane but here you go. He did a five hour, 70.3 Arizona. That was around October. That was mid-October. And after that, he went to finish rim to rim to rim to rim finish and actually PR. It was his uh, second time to do that. And about two weeks later, he did an Arizona IMAS. So that's all in five weeks. And uh, the rim to rim to rim finish was actually not a planned one. It was just like, he just messaged me here, which he already know what I was going to say. He said, and something else came up, coach, you're going to kill me. He knew it, but he, he's going to have, he's still going to do it, <laughs> you know, but this is part of the communication. Um, I don't like, I want, I want our athletes to actually speak up and then just play like a kid. And that's Eric, actually. And then there's more of like just letting him like the pros and cons. But then we're going to talk more about that. And other things that we want to talk about today, let's see. We're going to definitely going to touch base of how is he able to do this? Has he been like always like this? Um, let me see here. So he quali actually his first uh, full Ironman, it was sub 330 already. I believe it's 326. He was bummed by that time because he was a, he wants a better time. And then a month after that, that's when he actually qualified for Kona. Uh, so we're going to talk about also his training approach, even though he's very busy already, how to manage time and, ba and balance being a father, running his own business, training for triathlons without losing his mind. We're going to check about <laughs> how is he doing on that one uh, uh, also. 
how to continually get strong in all sports and proactively stay injury free while having fun and spending time with his family. Okay. Uh, as a coach, I know uh, he has a lot of co-curricular activities and you'll, you'll hear from him of how he spends his time with his family and uh, let me see how to make an impact to the community despite of already a busy schedule. So how's that? Are you guys excited to hear more? So let's welcome, uh, Vinetta will help yes. us out to welcome those and people. When the ah, let me just... I heard myself there. Go ahead, Vinetta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody who's joining us. Hi, Yesenia. All Hi, right. Shen. Hi, Pauline. Yesenia. Good to have you. Pauline, Shen. Hi, Hello, Ken. hello. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you. So today, you know, our live training here, it's not just a one-way. So feel free to always engage with us. Uh, Vinetta and I will be always looking at on the other side here, checking out, making sure that we actually respond to your questions, making sure that we're engaging. And let's see who here has a big goal, raise your hand and what is that? I would love to know, it doesn't have to be like Kona. It could be your first sprint triathlon that you've been wanting to do, okay? Your first Ironman. And have you thought of how soon or how long you'd get there? What's your timeline? Because we're going to talk about what Eric thought about his Kona back then and how soon or fast he actually got it. Okay. So we're going to talk about those things. Are you guys excited? Because we're about to introduce Eric from Arizona. And Eric actually, believe it or not, he came from Ironman and Beyond as well. He was yes. one of those or like just looking around and trying to like train because of his busy schedule. And uh, actually he's coming back. And let me just share to you here. He was actually interviewed already. Let me show it to you. If you have not seen this, this was Eric with no hair. No, it's shaved hair, <laughs> but he said he has hair now. And guess what? This one was around March 8th. Right now it's March 9th. This was about exactly a year ago. And at the time, he, we were actually talking about how he was already winning races and training for two Ironman. So this was before he qualified for Kona. What was he doing? Wouldn't you be interested, right? What was he doing back then? What are those things that he was doing? And actually on this one, he was only training one hour or less. How many hours are you training right now? Some athletes are actually trained, uh, uh, told me, said that, coach, I only have two hours. What? Two hours, that's a lot each day. Are you kidding me? So, but you know, you can get a lot from even just one hour or less. It has to be very specific. So now if you want this one and just put hashtag Eric and we'll have our team member to actually share you the link. So you don't have to look into it because we have a lot of training there. And uh, without waiting further, let's introduce Eric. Eric from Arizona, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> All right. So it's your second time here, Eric. Let me ask you. Okay. Yes. So when we were, you know, so when we interviewed you a year ago, okay, yes. did you ever think that the next year coming up, you would actually qualify for Kona or even Boston or win on all those races, even Alcatraz? You know, you were ninth out of 136. You did nationals, actually. He went to nationals. One is not enough. He did sprint <laughs> sprint triathlon. I think that was Friday or Saturday. 
or one of those. Uh, so sprint first and then Olympic next. And then he did really well. And one week after that, he went to Alcatraz, San Francisco. It was like back to back. Yeah. Other than that, you know, the CDA, that was your second Ironman. And then you qualified for Kona. Did you think when we were interviewing you last year on this interview here, because, you know, you were just training, right? Did you think that this, all this thing is going to happen? Yeah, it's, it's hard to actually think back to a year ago, but um, yeah, you're right. I, my goal was to do two Ironman in a year and uh, I thought that, that was a big stretch. And so, um, and I was supposed to do um, uh, Santa Rosa, California, yeah. I think, but then that one got canceled. And so right. that's, I got the deferment to Coeur d'Alene. So gotcha. that's how I ended up there. But um, yeah, um, Boston wasn't even a, even a goal. It wasn't even a thought. <laughs> and um, yeah. And Kona was always, I always thought I was going to make it to Kona on the legacy program. I thought I was going to have to do 12. Ironman for the next, you know, 10 years or whatever. And then, yeah. you know, hopefully get accepted on the legacy program. So I never thought I'd actually, you know, get a roll down spot. So. And actually uh, let me share you what you said even before you started coaching. And that was uh, 2020. Just want to remind you the goal, <laughs> the goal. And he said, what's your long-term in terms in triathlon? He said, Kona age group qualified okay. five years or less. That was 2020. Isn't it cool? You get to like, Oh, that was, a, that's what I said. Yeah. And that's he, crazy. Yeah. And you <laughs> qualified a year after, or I think, yeah, a little year, you know, because it was uh, June, July, I think. So that's about yeah. a year and maybe two or three months. But you said five years. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. and actually on CDA, when you did that, I remember you were traveling for work and you were bummed. You can't swim. Um, you know, I think it was Mexico. Yeah. You can't do much. And you're, like I said, everyone, um, and I was in the same page before where I was like, I look at my workouts, training peaks. It's, I want to do well, but this workouts you know it's just hard sometimes right so um it's amazing how you have been um you know just still winning what anything like uh, let me see here so you know like for example uh when you race what was your do you have a goal like what's it what, what goes into your mind when you race um well if we go back to Coeur d'Alene um I mean I you know like I said, up to that, I really, I had kind of this long-term Kona goal, but then as, as things started to materialize and the race got closer mm -hmm. and then they announced the number of roll down spots, it was like, oh man, I could actually have a shot at this, you know, but I, it wasn't something I was just going to, you know, just go, you know, meander through the race and get a roll down spot. I knew it. I'd have to try, but through, through that entire race, every, anytime I felt myself slowing down, I just kept on saying like Kona, Kona, you know, right. so on the bike, it was like Kona, Kona. Every time I got tired, every time I kind of wanted to just like coast, you know, it was like, no, keep pushing, keep pushing on the run. You know, I didn't, I never stopped, you know, I just, and that was a first for me, you know, normally I stop and walk on the longer runs, you know, just for, even if it's for five minutes, but I just kept on saying, you know, Kona, Kona, Kona. Awesome. <laughs> and that was um, your mantra. you know, if I, yeah. And I, you know, I, I would have missed it had I slowed down. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Who who here has a mantra? I mean, what do you guys tell yourself when things get hard? For for Eric, it was Kona, Kona, Kona. Guess what? CDA, by the way, is not an easy course. <laughs> no, that was tough. not an easy course. It was uh, about eight thousand feet vertical ascent on the bike. Really hot. Really. Yeah, hot. we got Even up on to one hundred and four on the run, so it was yeah. it was a hot day. Yeah, it was a very hot day. Yeah. Well, Eric, uh, Reginald says, "Great job, Eric." <laughs> oh, thanks, Reggie. Reggie's there been a, a cool supporter. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, you, you inspire him. Um, and then I remember Coach Hengel at once mentioned to me that mm -hmm. uh, that you like to have targets when you race, <laughs> like paces, heart rate, power cadence. In what way did Coach Hengel help you with that? Um, so, you know, we, if, you know, hopefully I'm able to get in enough steady, consistent training up to race day so that coach has some good data to go by yes but then she's a, she's able to identify those zones and paces and heart rates that I can stick to and um the race plan ends up being really easy you know she says you know uh, my swim is usually a given you know we kind of yeah. know what my pace is and it's it's pretty hard to pull out even a few extra minutes on the swim yeah. once you've established your pace but um on the bike you know she gives me my power goal and don't go above this heart rate and, you know, it's really, it really is that easy, you know? And so I, you know, we, you hit the hills and things start to fluctuate, but you know, you know how, how quickly you can go on the straightaways and how, how fast you can go or how much power you can push on the hills without bonking, you know, yeah. and the run is the same way. Just try to stay within the heart rates. So. And, uh, well, one of the things that I had to, uh, give him targets also, because Eric tends to push way too hard that he could take it for the longer duration and yeah. he would suck it up where and he could be hurting himself and that's the part like okay i really got to give some something to him and also you know there are times like you know what eric just just go by feel but he said no coach i really need target and i'm like so i really have to make sure that i give those targets and it definitely depends on the uh uh yeah on the training itself because so like uh i'm just going to show Quickly. So all these ones are actually emails of targets. So for example, all the nationals, there's this, I don't know if he reads it, but I get, I do my best to actually give the targets here. Um, or like, for example, the CDA, and it actually has the best estimated uh, that includes the power, the heart rate, the splits, um, some of them, some motivation that I say like, Hey, you're almost there at the top of the age group. These are the goals. Look at the numbers. Look at the paces and get inspired. That answer your question, Vanessa? Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Okay. So yeah, and it's usually simple enough that I can I write it on my arm, but usually about by about halfway into the bike, it's turned it into a big ink blot, you know. So, but it's simple enough to remember that you know I can stick to those targets, and then you know you'll tell me on the run like, yeah, you can you can go to one sixty five heart rate, but not more than you know a little bit. Save that for the end, you know. So. It's nice to have those those ranges, you know, because it is really hard to always stick to a steady certain number. Yeah. And yeah. um, and sometimes your 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 ideal pace and your ideal heart rate don't line up. Sometimes, you know, sometimes oh, your heart rate's higher and you're not pushing the pace you want to. And it's like, okay, I really want to push this pace, but I know that I'll go over my heart rate and I know I'll be in trouble. So I just need to be patient. Yeah. So. Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, so looking back here on this. Uh, that was only back in March. 
I, I, I could say that back, back in March, you were already pretty fast. I mean, you've gone a very good improvement, like, for example, 150 to 230 watts, 220 to 135 to 140, 745 to 645. I know you, you brag your 5K, which is sub 20 minutes now. <laughs> and then at all those PRs also. So, but this was back in March 8. Um, you, you are already fast, but my, I'm curious is that, you know, why still want to be coach? Because you were already fast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like the, the structure, even though I don't, I can't always like stick to it. You know, it's still nice to have that in place. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we're on a one-on-one -on -one coaching program. And so, you know, there's also, I always, um, compare the parallels between like life and racing, you know, and there's, there's always these similarities on, you know, how, how to win in life and how to win at racing, you know? And so it offers me a lot in terms of life coaching too, that, you know, and, and keeps me on track, keeps me disciplined, um, helps me, you know, we always try to chase this word balance, you know, and I don't really think it exists, but, but you, you try for it, you try to balance things out when things get out of balance. And so, um, you know, you help me with a lot of that stuff too. So that's what I get out of coaching. So that's deep, Eric. Yeah. I remember there was this post that you posted. Um, you want me to I think it was last year. Yeah. Can you show it actually? A good coach can change a game. Oh, yeah. A great coach can change a life. That was April. What made you post this? Oh, it, that really <laughs> struck a chord with me. I think it's really, really true. I mean, there's, um, there is, there's technique, you know, which is very important, which a knowledgeable coach can teach you, but it also, I think it takes more than that. I think it's, um, you know, it's good to have somebody who can motivate you, who can make you believe in yourself sometimes when you otherwise wouldn't. And, um, you know, I, I think those are the things that a good coach can bring to the table too. So. You, you know? mentioned earlier. Well, thank you for that, by the way, Eric. I feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel kind of shy because I honestly, I'm trying to avoid that topic. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for saying that. But um, to me, it's more of actually, I, I, to everyone here who's actually listening, I feel, I'm, I feel like I'm the one who's actually more privileged and blessed to be coaching uh, individuals like Eric because uh, I they're my inspiration. <laughs> they inspire me to do better, to be actually a good example to them. I feel that especially if they're working hard and they, I see, I don't see just the sport itself. I see basically almost everything because it, I see the goods and the bads and a lot of athletes or like social media, for example, or like just outside the world. Sometimes you only see the, the glory, the win, you know, it's like, yes, Kona, yes, Boston right and then like all the prs and of course we want that because we celebrate you know give a pat on the back look at the positive side but what i wanted to bring up here is that uh, and i hope it's okay to ask this one eric is that i know we see the glory right but how hard or easy is it or, or what what do you do to make things happen because i know you have four kids and i know you have a very busy schedule you have liz to help you out as well of course, you have your family, right? I mean, there's so many things and we see you racing, but is it that just straightforward of how you're managing your time? Like what I, uh, what I know is that, at least for me, it's like this, a lot of athletes, you know, like they see 
when you're winning already, but what they what they don't see is like the behind the scenes. How is the, the struggle? The yeah, I don't want to see struggle. Yeah. Let me have you say it. If it's a struggle, yeah. a good struggle or learning or growth. So how is it for you in your experience based on the past year? Um, you know, I think I think problems are all relative, and so you know it's. You know, I always say like one person's like hangnail is another person's broken arm. You know, it depends on like what you <laughs> what you've been through before. You know, and so you you kind of always have this like benchmark. You know, of like the worst thing that's ever happened to you, and that can that can mean different things for a lot of different people. I think um, so. Nothing like really traumatizing has happened to me, but it, I feel like sometimes it's um, it's just like life has these ways. Like I brought up like balance and trying to achieve balance and there's there's like always something that's like knocking it out of balance you know whether it's something in your personal life or something at work in my case my business or you know and there's things beyond our control like you know your health and like covid and you know gas prices and whatever you know like all this stuff that's happening now you know and like there's always like these outside forces <laughs> that are like that can stop you from achieving your goals and so you just have to I don't know, you just have to like work around it. And um, I feel that I just, I just feel that if, if something's important to you, you'll find a way to do it. And sometimes you might have to step away from that a little bit, or you might have to like focus on something else for a minute, but you can always still get back to, you know, what your, whatever your dream is or whatever, whatever makes you happy. You know, you just, you might have to focus your attention somewhere else for a little bit and that's fine. You know, bring it back into balance. Are you guys taking notes on this one? Who's learning on this one? Who's learning? It's getting a lot of value of what Eric is saying. Uh, Shen said she loved what Eric said. Awesome. Balance is very important indeed. Uh, the numbers are not so Reggie is about the targets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you'll get your numbers to Reggie. <laughs> Um, one of the things, uh, that actually, that reminds me of Eric was he actually flew, uh, to our, uh, no, from Arizona to California. And one of the things that remind me of Eric is his calmness. You know, there was one time, and I still remember that, that moment, that was actually the first time I met him in person. And, and you know, like I saw like the pools, the swimming pool lanes are all blocked. And I, mm -hmm. I want to get Eric in the pool and then but eric is here and i want uh, i want to give a good impression to eric because it was my first time to actually help him out in the pool and then you know like eric i don't know what to do you know should we go to the next pool the, the other pool there's nearby so i was like trying to figure things out because it was you know like and what eric was said like actually it's okay don't worry about it we can wait and he said it like in a calm way and that's something that I actually told him, like, you know, whenever something is like, like I get so busy, I wear the hat of Eric, which is just chill. <laughs> <laughs> just chill. So are you always like that, Eric? Or is it like, how do you, how do you find like, you know, when things get, I, I don't know, I'm just going to use chaotic, like I don't know, like just life. Sometimes you get so busy, like it's out of control. Like, how do you find, or how do you ground yourself? There you go. How do you ground yourself? Ah. Did we lose you? Looks like we lost him. So, oh, okay, there you go. He's still talking. <laughs> your screen is.
freezing oh. up okay. a little bit. Yeah. I can still hear Yeah, go ahead, Eric, if you're listening. I can still you, hear you. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I started yeah, losing yeah. you for a minute, but I gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I think there's, in my job in construction and with tight schedules and like now we're dealing with like supply chain and like there's just there's always something going wrong there's always it's a given and so you can almost expect it and so um we actually talked about this a little bit earlier too but i i'm the kind of person i'll make a general plan knowing that it's probably (laughs) gonna gonna go out the window you know i'm probably gonna have to make some changes and so, and I always remember that term, you know, it's kind of, it's a military term. My dad's a Marine, but you know, it's improvise, adapt and overcome. And, you know, you just, you just figure out, you know, it's like, okay, this didn't work. Let's figure something out. You know, let's keep moving in the direction that we need to move. And um, there was another one, I think I told you about the, the three C's, uh, mm-hmm. cool, calm and collected, you know, and this is something that they teach police officers when they show up on, on the scene of an accident or, an emergency. It's like, you need to stay cool. You need to stay calm and collected. And that will keep everybody else around you cool, calm and collected. But if you show up and start freaking out, everybody's going to start freaking out. So it's like when, when things go, you know, not the way you planned or expect, just take a breath, calm down. And okay. What do we do now? Like, let's figure it out. So you guys put that down. Cool, calm, collected. And that's, and that's going to happen on race day all the time too. You know, you're going to get a a flat, you're going to, you know, your heart rate battery is going to go dead like that morning while you're standing in line for the swim or whatever. It's like, okay, I'm not going to have heart rate data today. Like, oh, oh, well, you know, like, what are you going to do? You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get through it. So, um, let me, uh, Go ahead, everyone. If you guys have any questions for Eric, feel free to ask questions while I pull up this one. I have another question for Eric. So, Eric, this was you. <laughs> Holy shit. Oops. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> yeah. So this one was actually just last uh, month. Oh, oh okay. my goodness. That was yeah. less than a month. You did not plan. You were not really, you know, the Boston was not even there. I just like, hey, Eric. How about the, you know, let's, let's race for a marathon. <laughs> yeah. So you did, uh, you did one in January, I believe January was a rock rock and roll Arizona. You got uh 326 for first marathon. You were bummed. And then you were not even, you didn't even know if you're going to race and you sign up, I think a day before or a night before. Yeah. It was the night because before packet pickup. Yeah, yeah. Because of work, you know, you were not sure if you're able to commit it. And then when you are like, okay, I guess I'm going to be able to race and you sign up. Uh, question here. Okay. Well, congratulations again. Thank you. Got Boston and Boston and Kona in same year, man. All right. Uh, what, what do you mean by this one for knowing when to push and when to leave me alone? <laughs> I know that's a joke, but is it, you never give up on me. Um, no, it's because, you know, if anybody looked at my training peaks, you would see a lot of red. Uh, and I, that's not something I'm proud of, but sometimes life does spark up and it's not that I'm not, uh, that I don't have any activity. It's that I'm not meeting those structured workouts, but you'll also see that I'm, I'm still getting out and doing something, whether it's a hike or whether it's a trail run or something. Um, sometimes I just don't have the mental capacity at the minute to do 
a fully structured swim workout. Like it's, I don't have the patience to go through dot, dot, dot. I just want to get in the water and swim and mentally and emotionally, that's just what I need at that time. So it's, um, so there are times when I'm not hitting those targets or I'm not hitting those structured workouts and you kind of ask me about it, you know, and then I say, Hey, like, I, I was just happy to get in the water today, you know, and yeah. you're like, okay, Roger got that, you know, okay, I understand. But you, it's also because I stay in communication and you know, kind of what, what's going on in my life. And, yeah, and so you back off a little bit, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. but then sometimes you're like, Hey, we're getting two weeks away from <laughs> the day, you know, there you, you really need to get a, a long run in today, or you really need to get these hill repeats in or something like that, you know? So, so that's what I mean. You, you know, when to push and when to leave me alone. Gotcha. So. gotcha. Well, I think, I think I would say that's also balance and actually hearing out where you, where the athlete's coming from, because it's always not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. Balance and boundaries, yeah. And the thing about it is that if you push the athlete when it's already busy, it's just gonna the athlete's gonna blow up. Like, come on, I'm not gonna this is too much, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So um the next one here uh that I want to ask. Let me let me just say hi to a couple of new, new people that have joined. We got hi Greg George as well. Hi George Gladstone. Gladstone's here. Hello, hello. Leo's calling in. That's awesome. Hi, everybody. People are calling in, Eric. Awesome. That's cool. Welcome, everybody. Okay. There you go. Okay. So, uh, there, I also know that you thrive when, especially when it gets hard. Yeah. How, how, how do you do that? Like some athletes actually would, when it gets hard, they, they freak out, like, maybe this is not for me or this is too much, but for you, you push harder. You're actually, you thrive. Like you're, you're coming out from the smokes, like just, just like really (laughs) much stronger. So I think that would that be your personality? Is it just the way it is? Uh, can you tell us more about how you do that? I, yeah, that might be a personality thing. It drives some people crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But I tend to um, really like activate when things get crazy. And that's when I kick into gear. And it seems that when I when things are slow, I get kind of lazy and kind of complacent. Um, but then when like the pressure's on, then I I kick into gear. So sometimes I have to actually pile more on my plate than I know I can handle. And it's that, um, that fear of failure that kind of like gets me, gets me moving and gets me going. And, um, and it's, it's kind of like adrenaline, you know, it kind of, it's kind of like, (laughs) okay, let's go. We we need to do this, you know, ABC, here we go, you know, and it's like, um, it just, it becomes kind of like a groove for me or like a, you know, like I get into a a zone where it's like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do this and let's get it done. So it's like uh, jumping off the cliff. (laughs) You got to get scared. (laughs) Yeah. There's a saying, you know, you jump off the cliff and build the parachute on the way down. That's me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. I have another question for you. What do you think made the biggest difference for you working together with Coach Shangala and the rest of the team, the registered dietitian, the physical therapist, uh, and then on your swimming and all of that this time around, now that it's been two years, about two years, about two years. Um, I, you know, I've only been coached by one other coach and that was in my first year of, you know, chasing that first Ironman. Um, but what, 
what really impresses me about Coach Sangrila's system it is the system and is um, all of the all of the pieces that are in place for her to be very effective and um, and timely about how she can help um, because the the information is already there. She's already compiled that. Uh, she's very knowledgeable, but it's I know that it's hard being balanced between so many athletes to be able to get that information out like individually. And so I can ask a question and she can say, give me a second. And within five or 10 minutes, like my inbox is, you know, not full, but you know, I've got probably two or three emails with attachments of like, Oh, your, your shins are hurting. Okay. Here, here's this, do this, you know, this, this, and that, or, you know, you're having problems with your shoulder. Here's a, a good, you know, body maintenance drill for your shoulder, you know, you're having trouble with the swim, all of the swim information is it's crazy what you've got together for swim stuff and for running for gait analysis and all that too. So, um, so that's made a huge difference. And um, yeah, and it's really just, I mean, just having a coach in general, like, I don't know how people, um, you know, how they do triathlon without a coach or how they do it effectively. So I think that it's, I think it's essential to have a coach because there are things that um, you can't see in yourself that your coach can, whether it's, you know, things you're doing wrong or whether it's your um, potential that you have, you know, I don't think that I would push myself as hard self-coaching, you know, and, and that's, you need somebody there to see that potential and say, Hey, this workout's going to suck, but you can do it, you know, and you need to do it because it's going to make you faster. It's going to make you stronger. Or, or this one's going to be really boring, but it's going to help your form or whatever, you know? So I think that's important. So I think uh, we, I, I laugh. Sorry about that. I laugh because we were talking about the swim today where you almost like, what is this swimming? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually working with the bands, everyone. So he was like, F this one, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like my feet are like dragging in the water. I'm like trying to rake myself through the yeah. water. I'm just like, man, this what is this? This sucks. Yeah. I have four more of these to do. I'm not doing this, you know, but it was like, obviously I'm, you know, I've been asked to do this for a reason, so I'm going to get through it and I'll ask her about it later. So, and it makes sense, you know? So, so that was, that was actually just today. So even, even a quanta qualifier still working on the technique, basically my suggestion is that what are the ways that you can actually just get smart, smarter with the training? What are the other ways besides just working harder? That's, um, good. Awesome. I was just going to ask something earlier. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, with me, with tri triathlon coach, I try to coach myself, but it was like, I wasn't getting it. But what I got, uh, since 2014 is that when I have a coach, I cut the learning process. I stopped the overthinking or like, I just do what the coach said. Of course you got to trust the coach first. And yeah. I think it, it means a lot. Like, for example, I mean, we do, you thought you won't qualify for Kona until like five years or less, but you qualified in like what, in one year, <laughs> you know, right. since the last interview. So, and on your second Ironman, and then even on the marathon, I keep telling you, Hey, Eric, it's time to go marathon, but you know, you're like kind of busy. Right. And then you, I'm not sure if you were ready, but I don't want to push that. But then when you said, yes, you didn't even think that you're going to go for that because I was giving you the numbers. But right. then, hey, it happened. So I think uh, a lot of it actually is actually, you know, just 
even to myself is actually having a person believe in me and actually see the numbers. And to me, I'm a number person. Show me. Uh, there's a lot of motivation there, but I want to show you, you know, like, so um, does that help you with like at least showing the numbers to you uh, in terms of like where you're at uh, in training and then, hey, you can do this. And it's not just like motivating you. Yeah, because honestly, I don't I don't follow the numbers very much. I, you know, when you when you show data to me and then you and you tell me what that means and then I'm like, oh, wow. OK, you know, so I mean, I can I can feel myself getting faster, you know, and, and the capabilities are there, but I don't really tie that into what that means in a longer race or, you know, Specific. longer distances. So All right. Well, we're almost done, but I just want to, you know, like, because he just actually just finished Goggins, you know, Eric just finished Goggins and believe it or not, he has been racing every weekend. And uh, I'm going to ask next later, like why he does that. <laughs> but so everyone, if you still, you know, uh, he's the donation of the nonprofit organization that he supports is actually in Arizona, Together We Live. Do you mind telling us more about Together We Live? Because last year, Eric actually already did Goggins. And every time he, uh, he does this one, he actually supports nonprofit uh, Together We Live. And then also at the same time, he volunteers of basically as much as he can. And that's why when I was saying earlier that he, besides training or racing, he's still volunteering of their activity. So how about you tell us a little bit about uh, Together We Live, which is in Arizona? Um, yeah, so Together We Live um, serves um, like physically challenged athletes who normally wouldn't be able to, you know, run or ride or participate in a race. And so Together We Live assembles these families and then volunteers um, to push or pull or get the athletes through these races in whatever means possible. So whether that's on a boat or bike or in a specialized carriage, they, um, they come together as a team and they finish together. And um, it's, it's, really, it's a really cool thing to watch and see and see the joy in these athletes' eyes and faces. And, um, you know, and, and you're, you're giving them the opportunity to feel what it's like to run and to feel what it's like to swim and to get on the bike and, you know, just the, you know, all the things that we enjoy, you know, with the breeze blowing in your face and the sun shining on your skin and the, the crowds and, you know, people cheering and all of it, you know, it's just a really, really cool organization and, and what they do. So um, that's the, the basis of it. And um, it, it costs money. The carriages cost money. Um, what's the Rick Hoyt? Mm -hmm. um, you remember them from Ironman? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. father son team. Yeah. Um, so they, um, they just bought one of those specialized chairs okay. and it, I think it was like four or $5,000, you know, so yeah. they just, we, they just did a fundraiser for that. So the equipment isn't cheap. They have several inflatable boats, you know, those take pumps. They, uh, there's food and stuff at each of the functions, you know, it's just, there's ongoing expenses all the time, yeah. um, to, to make this thing run. And so, um, you know, they do fundraisers throughout the year. And I just did a little bit with David Goggins to, to try to help out a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. So everyone, we're just going to add the link. If you guys want to donate there, you know, or just follow through that together we live uh, They're actually, besides uh, they support with uh, those individuals with disabilities, 
but also uh, Ill, uh, those with illnesses and wounded veterans. So you can read up for yeah. more about Together We Live or ask uh, Eric directly. And what I want to ask, uh, last but not the least, um, that, you know, I know that you race every weekend, almost every weekend, <laughs> almost every weekend. So um, it's not something for everyone. And also, you know, I would not recommend that you just do it without training. Uh, it's a special human being, just like Eric. He's been trained already to do several back-to-back. -back. Uh, but also you have to adjust your intensity as well. So anyways, but for, for Eric, what I wanted to know is like, why do you do that? <laughs> uh, again, it goes back to, um, you know, to putting a bunch of stuff on my plate and, um, and then knocking it out. You know, it gives me... Um, that drive and it gives me something to shoot for where it's like, okay, I've got this race coming up. I need to be ready for it. You know? So I, nobody wants to show up at a race and not be ready. That sucks. So, um, it, it just helps me keep my head in the game. And then, you know, it's, you know, one of those conversations that the coach and athlete have are like, okay, what are your, what's your a race this year? What are your a races? What are your B races? A lot of these are C races. They, they're not, super vital to me that I, that I win or I place, but I want to show up and I want to do my best. And I look at it as a training day, you know, it's good, good practice to practice the transitions. It's good practice. It's a good brick train, you know, for the, from the bikes, the run. So, yep. you know, it's all love. love. I'm glad that you mentioned that Eric, um, you know, we're in, Hey, there's ABC, <laughs> you know, it's not always a, because you, you know, it might not, you might not be able to recover fast, but for him, it's really C. And uh, sometimes uh, he race with your friends also. Like the last time that you did was mountain bike. All of them almost like in thirties, <laughs> a 24 yeah. hour mountain bike. That was also just like February. Uh, yeah. So he, he, he hang out with twenties, 20 year olds camping and mountain yeah, bike a bunch for of young 24 bucks, hours. Yeah. yeah. So uh, but that was yeah. fun. That was a great experience. So, so uh, as you can see, a busy individual, a dad with four kids, hanging out with 20 year olds, doing 24 hour mountain bike <laughs> and actually racing every weekend. How does he do it? You know, it's not just about how it's also as we talked about, if you miss some of the things that he already said, it's part of it is actually the character, the personality, the mindset, the calmness. He said the three C's that he mentioned. Okay, so so if you guys are just calling in right now, say uh, you, you you probably missed some of it, but uh, I suggest that you go back and then learn a lot more. But everyone, that's what we do in Feisty Fox Coaching. We are very proud of you, Eric. We are very proud of oh, you. Thank this you. Is, this is only a start. This is all I would say start because I know you're gonna race another bar. <laughs> it's only a start. But uh, that's what we do in Feisty Fox Coaching. We help busy, high achievers all over the world. And, you know, like it doesn't really matter where you're at in sport or like what your goal, like whether it's marathon, triathlon, you name it. I mean, uh, Eric is doing several different things. Some of them, a lot of them are for fun. And at the time also, he was still learning. Actually, back in 2020, he, he went back to drawing board in terms of the swimming. And mm. it's not, you know, and... And he gained a lot from it by actually doing the proper way to train. And in fact, you know, it was just recently also that we detect some of uh, the, some run gate uh, correction that he needed to do on his run to actually be better runner. And he's already running what? 318 is your three hours, 18? Your last marathon? The marathon, I think it was 313. 
Sorry. And some change. Yeah. There you go. 313. And then besides that, we saw some, some other things that we can correct. And part of it is not just about the time or finish time, but I do think it's also for the longevity of uh, Eric's racing and training, or even be able to not be injured, especially on the longer duration. Because I'm sure the rim to rim to rim is there again, possibly this year will be oh, a yeah. faster time. And I'm exactly. sure he's going to, he, he has the personality to just always race because he loves it. And we want to make sure that he stays injury free. So everyone, if you, uh, if you find this one as very valuable to you, you know, hashtag value, thank Eric. He's in Arizona. He's very busy, but he's here with us. And if you would like to, to actually get on a call for even just for 15 minutes and for us to help you out in pinpoint. What's the next big thing for you, for you to do right now to help you in your training, okay? Maybe you're just confused of like what brace is good for you right now, or maybe you're dealing with some discomfort or pain, okay? So we do have all those training actually already in here in Ironman and Beyond. It's free. And then we talk about what? Nutrition, body maintenance, how to run faster. What how else do to we- cycle up hills faster. Yep. There's, there's a lot of them. We have swim technique as well, how to build confidence in swimming. There were uh, three more people who actually shared of like, how were they able to build their confidence? How to do the race strategy for a 70.3. Yep. Nutrition. Nutrition. Okay. So yeah, put hashtag game plan down below. And uh, one of us, uh, Vinette or I, or our team members will uh, chat with you and see what we can help you or direct you to the next, you know, the free training that we already have in Ironman and Beyond and go from there. So before we leave, looks like, man, people are still calling in. <laughs> hello, Tammy, George, Greg, Gladstone, Judith. Hello, Judith. How are you doing? So Eric, Eric, I know we want, we want to keep you here, but we can't. <laughs> <laughs> can't hopefully, go all night, right? Yeah. yeah, hopefully it's not like a year again, but I'm sure you're going to have a lot more adventure and we can't wait to actually follow you. Everyone, um, I'm not sure if he... Uh, so Eric does write a lot on like all his adventures. You may want to like just follow through if you'd like. He, yeah, he takes times. And like I said, you know, how does he do it? He would write a race report always on each one of them. And he will take pictures, videos. It's fun. You know, he well, has the best pictures. Oh, yeah. The videos. He's a very good video editor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, last but not the least, I want to ask you, Eric. Um, for our viewers here, for our Ironman and Beyond athletes, what are the, let's say, top three things that you could advise them, you know, like, let's say, going back to who you were back, like about two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And then I know there are other individuals who want to get better swimming or, you know, qualify for Kona. And they're like, hey, five years, like you're going to train, you know, but for you, knowing where you're at right now, right? after like about two years, what would you advise them or like the top three things, top tips that could possibly help them like what that they can do right now? Um, I would say um, get plugged in with your coach definitely and um, get a game plan together. I would tell people that um, like for beginners, like you're, you're not too old. You're not too out of shape. You're not too overweight. Like it's when you get out on the race course, you see all ages, all shapes, all sizes. Uh, there are people out there that have 10 years on me that are much, much faster than me. And so that kind of stuff gives me like encourages me because I know that I'm capable of the same thing. 
And so um, that's, that gives me confidence, you know, that I can get better. And um, I would say, just challenge yourself, just keep challenging yourself, you know? Awesome. Um, and that's, I guess that's three things, but <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Good. I mean, Good. yeah, just go, Great. just go for it. Just ha have fun with it. You know? Yes. Have, have fun. fun. Yeah. Love it. Good stuff. You guys got a lot from it because we're going to let Eric go. <laughs> Eric, good to have you again here after a year. We can't Thank wait you. to what else is coming up for you. And I'm sure we'll be talking about what else is up. <laughs> what, yeah, how, we'll how, see. How, 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 how higher can the bar race, right? Yeah, so the season's just again. starting. So we've got lots of races ahead. Lots of fun. Yeah, ahead, yeah, so. yeah. All right. Have a great time. Uh, and then our next live training is next Wednesday, probably 5.30 as well. 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Everyone, just plug in into our Ironman and Beyond. We'll have announcement. We'll make sure to give value. And, uh, yeah, we show up every week. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, Eric. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Bye-bye.